We've been talking about how to help others and how to counsel others as laymen and uh, our responsibility to do this from the Word of God in passages like Colossians 3.16, Romans 15.14, Galatians 6.1 and 2. But now we've gotten ourselves into some specifics about what can be done actually to help people. And we've talked about a number of things. In last broadcast, we were talking about asking questions so that we could gather the data that Proverbs tells us we need in order to give advice and counsel to others. We don't speak until first we have asked all the pertinent facts. We don't apply the scriptures until we know which scriptures do apply to what problems. And we therefore need to know what the person's particular problems and difficulties are. So we need to ask questions in order to find out those answers to those questions. Now, how do you ask questions of people? Well, we said, talked about those three basic questions. What is your problem? What have you done about it? And what do you want me to do about it? But let me go on to give you a few other suggestions about how to ask questions of people in order to gather data from them. As you ask questions, let subsequent questions grow from previous answers, as you do in a normal conversation. You know, somebody brings up a subject and... Uh, they say, uh, well, I was downtown the other day. You say, oh, yeah, well, what'd you do? And uh, he says, well, I went to see so-and-so. And you say, oh, old so-and-so. I haven't seen him for a long while. Well, how is he? And you see, one answer leads to the next question and just on and on and on. That's the way normal conversation is. And that's a good way to ask questions, just as you do in normal conversations, with one exception. One exception. And this is going to be a little bit hard for you because it will be an exception to your normal way of asking questions in your normal pattern of life. And yet it's a very important exception if you're going to be a good counselor and help other people. Remember, when a person has asked you to help him, when a person has asked you to counsel him, he has asked you to enter into his life in a more intimate way than he normally would or you normally would. So that when you're carrying on a normal conversation with a person, Many questions arise which you do not ask. Many of them arise because they're too intimate, because they're too pointed, they're too personal. Now, I'm not talking about getting so personal that you get into a person's life into all sorts of gory details. The Bible says that there are many things that we ought not to speak about. But the question is here, how deeply can we go? And the answer is you need to go as deeply as possible to get the facts that are necessary. And so often, for example, as you're talking along with someone and he says, oh, well, I did everything I could have to handle that problem. In your mind, you begin to think, I wonder if he really did do everything. But it's a normal conversation and he hasn't asked you to ask him that kind of an intimate question, so you shelve it. In counseling, that's just the very best kind of question to ask. If he says, well, I've done everything that I could do, you might have to say, now, wait a minute. Let's think about that, John. Have you really done everything that you could do? Have you really done everything that the Bible tells you to do? Have you really followed God's word? Do you really mean that? And so you might really question some of those answers that he gives you, which in normal conversation, questions that might in normal conversation arise in your mind, but you would shelve and not ask. These might be the very best kinds of questions at times to ask in counseling. Then, if a person wants to talk uh, about problems, uh, he might want to focus merely in one area, something that has to do with the, the irritation. 
But you may know that his problem is usually a problem that gets into his whole life. You know, there aren't very many things that we do as whole, whole persons that don't affect our whole life. Uh, after all, if you hit your thumb with a hammer, it pretty well affects everything you do that day. Now, if a person has a serious life difficulty, a sin that's been eating away at his life for a while, it probably has affected all areas of his life, and they, in turn, are probably affecting this sin in particular. Maybe it has led to other sins. So you need to know more about him than perhaps he's particularly interested at first in finding out. So ask questions around the whole of his, his life, around the whole circle, as we often say. Uh, tap the wall for all of the studs, not just for one. In other words, just extensively go through each area in his life. Ask about his physical life. Does he get enough sleep? You know, significant sleep loss, for example, can lead to irritability. It can lead to, if it's serious enough, to hallucinations. It can lead to uh, all sorts of uh, persecution complexes, as people call them. Really, what it means is, is that uh, you, you begin to not see reality as you sh should because you haven't had enough sleep. So uh, ask him about his sleep patterns. Ask him about his, his exercise. Ask him about his diet. Ask him about what he's doing to harm or destroy the temple of the Holy Spirit. Ask him about the physical side of his life. Ask him about his relationship to the church. Ask him about how he attends, whether he faithfully studies the word of God, witnesses, and prays. Ask him about his relationship to his family, to his wife, to her husband, to the children. Ask him about social relationships. Are there any people you're having problems with? Uh, how about down at work? Ask him about how well he does his work, how conscientiously, whether he's honest in his business. Go around the whole circle of his life. I haven't begun to stretch out all of those questions that might be asked, but you get the idea from the few that I've mentioned. And as you begin to see any spots in which he responds to these in a particularly interesting way, jot it down on your notes as you talk to him. And then later on, come back to those matters and explore each one in depth. So don't just ask questions in one area. Ask questions around the whole circle of his life. And don't be stumped by protests when you bring the kind of uh, advice that the Word of God gives in a given area don't be stumped by protests. Oh, I've tried that and it didn't work. If it really is, and of course you need to ask yourself the question perhaps, am I really giving him what the Word of God says? But if it really is what God says to do in a given situation, you know that he didn't really try it. Because whatever God says to do and whatever God promises will be the results of doing that will happen. God does not fail and his Word is dependable. So in your mind, you've got to say, no, he didn't really try it. So ask some questions again. Well, now, specifically, what did you do? Or when did you do it? Or for how long did you do it? Or where did you do it? Or how consistently did you do it? Will you please describe in detail what you did? For example, we've had people that we've talked to about uh, discipline, uh, patience and discipline, and disciplining regularly and consistently, the principles of the Word of God, and they've said, Oh, I've tried that with my kids, but it didn't work. Well, now, you know good and well that something is wrong when they respond that way. So we begin to ask, uh, ask them, how long did you do this? How consistently? Oh, a parent might say, I tried it two days, and the child didn't change. Well, you can see where the problem lies. He, he didn't have patience. He didn't stay in there long enough. 
You don't change a child through disciplining him only two days and then changing the, the uh, pattern uh, if that doesn't work and then changing it again after two more days and again after two more and so on. You have to consistently stay with him until the pattern is established. So get the exact facts of what happened. And let me say that again. Get the exact facts. Often people will tell you that things are wrong in generalities, but if you, don't, if you nail them down to the facts, you begin to see what's really wrong. A man came in for counseling at our center who said, I'm ruined. The creditors are at the door. They're phoning night and day. I have no resources. He was all upset. So I said, well, how many have really phoned you at night? He said, well, nobody phoned at night. You know what I mean. It's just a saying. Uh -huh. I said, yeah. You say the creditors are at the door. How many have really come to the door? Well, nobody's really come to the door. What do you mean come to the door? I, it's just an expression. I said, well, how much do you really owe? He says, I don't know how much I owe. This man was all upset over the fact that he didn't know the facts. So we sent him back to get all the exact particulars and facts and found out that he had enough money to really deal with his problems. So, my friends, ask the right questions that will help you to get the right answers so that you can bring the right passage of Scripture to this person in his need. Lord, help us, we pray, to be exact and specific. For Christ's sake, amen.